Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now to take a look at the weather forecast for the week ahead, Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien with us. Eric, good to catch up with you, sir. Hope you had a great weekend. Yeah, I did. It's it's cool in the Midwest right now, so I'm, I'm pretty happy to see less heat stress uh, and some moisture coming through, which is, you know, uh, hitting some folks at just the last possible minute. Well, and it is very true in the last possible minute for some folks, and it's nice that I could step outside and not instantly start sweating either. I enjoy that very much. Eric, uh, some of that much needed moisture, let's talk about it. Seeing some of that early this week in parts of uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, western Iowa, southwestern Iowa, some areas that have really been very, very dry. And it's, it's nice to see the rains there. I wonder... You know, is it too little too late for some or is it just in the nick of time, as you mentioned? Well, I think we're going to be in the too little and too late, but it's rain, you know, so anything that can help to do to fill out the bottom of that ear or anything is going to be good. Uh, But you're right. We saw good rains before we even got to the Western Corn Belt. We had some rains that hit parts of Michigan and Indiana to start the weekend. Uh, and then uh, that was followed by some cooler weather in the eastern Corn Belt. So those are good conditions. But yeah, we saw storms coming out of Wyoming that went into Nebraska. They're going to be moving into southwestern Iowa through Missouri and eventually end up in the Mid-South by the time we get to the middle of this week, even clipping parts of eastern Kansas, uh, which is where we need some more of that rainfall too. So yeah, there's a lot of folks that are happy. In fact, I was looking at western Nebraska this morning. Some places picked up an inch and a half of rainfall. That was the first time it rained in western Nebraska in like 30 to 40 days. And so this was desperately needed rainfall. The systems are slow. You know, they're not just racing across with severe weather, nice slow progression. So there's a lot of folks out there getting some, like I said, just in time rains, but they're really going to be more, I guess we could call it drought denting than drought busting at this point. Well, looking ahead, you mentioned that system kind of working down through Missouri to the Mid-South. As we look out for the rest of the week, is this going to be the main kind of rainmaker we're going to be watching across the country, or are you watching anything else develop as we go through the week, Eric? No, that's the main setup. So here it is, kind of in a nutshell. Uh, We're building a pretty large ridge into the western United States. So we're going to talk about Central Valley of California temperatures going like 105 to 108. The Northwest, which actually saw some big hail this past weekend, uh, it was terrible in the Northwest. They are going to see temperatures, uh, you know, upper 90s to low 100s. So all the cooler weather is going to be east sagging with this front that will eventually push its way and sit from the southern plains through the mid-south into the southeast all the way over the Carolinas. And there's going to be a, a, an upper level low that sits over the eastern Great Lakes, big cutoff upper level low. It's just going to sit there and spin. So you're going to have cooler weather east. You're going to have scattered showers across the Great Lakes states and uh, the eastern Corn Belt. Heavier rain stretching from North Carolina down to the lower Mississippi River Valley and into Texas. You realize that there are going to be places that are going to get rain in Texas that have not measured more than like a tenth of an inch of rain in the last 50 to 60 days. Uh, the temperatures are going to finally come out of the hundreds and go back into, I know, the 90s and upper 80s, but that's going to feel like a massive break in the heat there. But for the Texas drought, this is um, this is going to be that situation where, hey, it's rain, but uh, will it really give you the long standing break from the drought? It doesn't appear that it's going to be that that kind of rain. And you can't undo the timeliness of the heat that we had last over the last 45 days or so. Um, but we do have some winter wheat that's getting planted down there. They, they plant winter wheat at this point in Texas. Uh, so the rain going in there is going to be fantastic. And 
Over the weekend, we had a tropical system that formed just off the southeastern coast of Texas and is right now going over the Rio Grande, heading over toward the Four Corner states. That's that's a bit of a rare you know, event that happened there. It was weak. It didn't even get named, but it brought 10 inches of rain into southern Texas. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's this, this is a big pattern change for us. And it's something we're going to have to watch this week to see if it does improve conditions for a lot of folks. Let's shift gears. Let's talk Europe. We've been seeing so much drought, stress, and heat over in Europe. What's the latest update there, Eric? Well, there's better chances for storms across much of Europe from Ukraine all the way back to France. But the heat's moving into the Russian wheat belt. And that's where over the next 10 days, we expect a lot of excessive heat and very dry conditions. Now, I don't know what it'll do to the quality of that crop, given the time of year it is, but they do grow corn and beans in that area as well. But I don't think it's really going to be an issue on, on wheat, just given the time of year it is. But uh, you're right. Europe has, has endured multiple heat waves, much like the southern plains of the United States. And looking at some NDVI imagery at the end of last week, we have the lowest NDVI values for like France and Germany and, and parts of like Romania and Poland that we've seen in the last 20 years. So we do not expect there to be a very healthy crop coming out of that area. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but there were a lot of news reports at the end of last week showing some of the big rivers, like the Rhine River in places was completely dry. So you could you could walk across it. So that means they're going to have trouble getting um, you know commerce on those rivers out. Uh, so I, I think it's an important situation to be monitoring in Europe as we press through fall to see what is uh, coming out there in terms of total crop production. Yeah, very good point. Uh, I did see some of those reports. Just amazing to see some of those pictures of those dried up rivers in parts of Europe. How about South America, Eric? I know we've been watching Brazil, Argentina, seeing a front maybe moving through southern Brazil this week. Uh, what are you seeing with the weather forecast down there? Well, that front is critical because one month from today, they can plant in South America. So that's the start date is on September 15. And the big concern all along was going to be southern Brazil and Argentina. Now, in Argentina, the drought continues to be a problem, like in Buenos Aires over toward Cordoba. There are pockets in there that have gotten rain, but there's still large scale dry conditions. But then the rains that are forecast in southern Brazil, so I'm talking about like Rio Grande do Sul toward Paraná, maybe clipping Mato Grosso do Sul and hitting Paraguay. I mean, these are rains that most long range models didn't pick up on. So if we're adding rain before the beginning of the season, that's, you know, that's like us getting decent rain in March and April, right? That, that just gets the soil prepared. And that goes against what some of the longer range concerns have been, because if there's a La Nina, we're always worried about Southern Brazil drought, not Northern Brazil, but Southern Brazil and Argentina drought. So to wrap that idea up, we do expect pretty rapid planting across northern Brazil, mainly because all our range forecasts are suggesting an early start to the monsoon. Now, if they miss it, I mean, this is still a month away. If they miss it, we're going to have a big story to be talking about there because while that'll delay soybean planting, the pushback for the safrina corn will be very important. Uh, but again, these will be problems that will unfold over the next five months, but they could start as early as a month from now. We all know, though, that Brazil is going to aggressively plant a lot more acreage. We've heard numbers between four and five percent additional acreage. And uh, just for perspective, that would be like adding an entire Kansas worth of soybeans into their crop uh, this year. So we got to watch it very carefully. Well, we appreciate you keeping us up to date on what's going on with weather across the U.S. and around the world. With that, Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien, thanks for the time, sir. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks. And again, that is Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien. We appreciate him joining us and giving us his thoughts and insights into what is going on with the weather across the country and around the world. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.